Hello everyone and welcome to our talk show. Don't worry, we're all staying home and hoping you are doing the same as well. We're the Ghostwriters team, a group of friends and colleagues, and we're here to inform you in under 15 minutes about how social innovation has helped minorities be represented in media, an issue that deeply concerns us. I'm Marina Solidaki, your host for today, and with me are Sofia Antonopoulou, Marianina Deligiani, Eva Dinu, John Reizis and Alexandra Sciuti. Let's begin, shall we? We've noticed that people of different communities don't have a role model to look up to, and that's rather distressing. This is a topic we can all relate to. Let's hear from our guests. First of all, let us say that we believe this to be a relatable topic because our own reality is basically being misrepresented. We all have seen it with the laws of physics in popular movies, but we think that the exclusion of certain communities, such as people of color, Hispanic people, LGBTQ+, and others, has a more serious impact on society than a superhero landing, not breaking your knees, for example. The fact that marginalized communities don't get enough time on the spotlight in popular media can lead to discrimination, racism, or even acts of violence. Undoubtedly, John, even when a community is shown on the screen or in any other medium, it is heavily stereotyped. For instance, women of color are either entitled sassy or tough and ruthless, while most of the time Latinx characters are used for comedic relief while LGBTQ plus characters are being used for mainly two reasons, queerbaiting and comedic queerness. Is there anyone who wants to express their thoughts on this? I would, if you don't mind. Uh, it is true, the media is one of the most important factors that can influence our values and help shape our knowledge about important topics such as this one. It is vital that the identities and ethnicities or races that are represented are treated with dignity and respect. Let's not forget that these minorities in question are people, so let's treat them as such. This topic is also included in the UN's SDG goals as it aligns with goal 5, 10 and 16 that talk about gender equality, reducing inequalities and peace, justice and strong institutions respectively. These goals are said to be completed by 2030. That's true, Shafea. The SDGs are said to be completed by then, but according to researchers, it is difficult. Representation in media belongs in the human rights section and according to data that has been collected, many countries are far away from it. Right now we live in an era that human rights crises are at their peak. Even though in 2015 a progress was noticed, in 2018 most of the developed countries showed a decrease in this topic. I see what you're talking about and I hope the United Nations achieve their goals. Eva, I believe you have something for us. Indeed, I have, Marina. In June, the Black Lives Matter movement became a global phenomenon. Police brutality against black people was already known for years, but after the cases of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor spread around the media through different platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube and others, more people started to realize the importance of this issue. There was also Blackout Tuesday that was dedicated to this movement, where companies, organizations, public faces and even regular people posted a black picture. Whoever posted that picture would not post anything else throughout the day, but they would try to educate themselves on the importance of anti-racism, white supremacy and black history. Movies, books, podcasts and articles were recommended to everyone interested. Moreover, plenty of petitions were signed, so cases would be led to court. It was truly outstanding how the members of the movement managed to grab the attention of people all around the globe, especially when we are talking about the cause of that importance. It was amazing. 
Also, in one of the TED Talks we attended, called The Case for Letting Business Solve Social Problems, was referring to how big companies contribute to those issues. Ben and Jerry's, for example, not only did they fully support the Black Lives Matter movement, they also launched a podcast about white supremacy, released various articles on how and why they support the movement, and also donated. Apart from this incident, the two manufacturers got arrested due to using their voice loudly about their opinions in democracy awakening's direct action. I completely agree. It's very important and very much worth talking about. Their active involvement on such important topics shows their interest in the world and how they're willing to fight to change it without being afraid or embarrassed about the aftermath. That's true. However, some people could not go and fight like the founders of Ben and Jerry's, but they tried to educate themselves on the mat. One of the movies recommended around was The Head You Give, a black girl named Star saw her friend Khalil get killed by a police officer because he thought he was holding a gun. In reality, however, Khalil was holding just a hairbrush. After this incident, she realized how the majority of the white people in her school, Star being the only black girl, were actually racist against black people. Her community marched against this kind of treatment so they could get justice not only for Khalil but also for a better future. It is indeed an exceptional movie and moves the audience. While watching it, you can actually feel the pain those people have to go through. Have you watched any other movies or series that focus on the topic of representation in media? I have indeed. What about sex education? Black actors, mental health, female masturbation, a non-toxic male friendship, asexuality, interracial relationships, feminism. These series are all about diversity and normalizing it. The actors don't make you feel like it's acting at all. It feels like they're people from your school, university, neighborhood, experiencing all those situations. I love how much they've normalized it and the representation is so real, raw and authentic. You're right. It's actually a really good show and one of the first uh, I saw in like within this range of representation. Now that you mentioned that, another great example of representation is the series Pose. It's set in the late 80s, uh, in the middle of the AIDS epidemic, and it follows a group of black trans women uh, as they go about their lives, how the epidemic affects them, how people perceive them, and how they perceive themselves. And the actors are all black trans women and trans women of color. It's very informative. Honestly, I learned a lot about the queer community and its history. Indeed, and also I wanted to add something here about the discrimination these women in pose face. We see white women in pose facing sexism and being stereotyped, but the main cast are discriminated against not only because they are women, trans, queer, but also because they are black. It brings to mind the term intersectionality. The term examines how social categories such as gender, race and ethnicity overlap and shape our experiences, our life outcomes and our views of the world. That's why our ideas about white womanhood and our ideas about black womanhood differ. That's why black women face more discrimination compared to black men. Exactly. Black women also face sexism and at a more drastic degree than white women because of preconceived notions about the race. The adultification of young black girls, the false belief that they need less love and nurturing in their upbringing than white kids or even black boys is also a very serious issue to discuss. 
those false beliefs inspired the creation of the term misogynoir. Another great show that could be considered as an example is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a comedy series about the 99th police precinct in Brooklyn. The main team consists of people of color, Latinas and LGBTQ+. It really conveys the difficulties minorities face despite being in high positions. A lot of episodes are about white supremacy, acceptance and sexual assaults, all while the relationships between friends thrive. The goal is to handle such matters in a delicate way while showing the audience that the key is to treat people with kindness. An interesting media exposure to different identities is the animated series Master High. Mattel, the creator of the series and the dolls, wanted to create characters that every girl could relate. Master High is a school with students who depict masters from the goth culture, that's why these dolls are also known as goth Barbies. During the episodes, the TV or web audience can distinguish LGBTQ+, straight, black, Mexican, Hispanic, Asian, and characters with disabilities. Overall, issues like racism, mental health, and feminism are shown as problems that need to be solved. Those monsters are shown as activists who want to change. In the end, it was shown that despite its gothic aesthetic, most of the dolls were out of stock. This is amazing. It's a very good thing that young kids and adults can learn from their entertainment that should not be afraid to express human identities. Characters that make people feel comfortable with themselves should not be erased as it usually happens in history books and other academic documentation. Oh boy! This phenomenon is common with queer historical figures most of the time. Now, let me say that, of course, we cannot be sure about the relationship that historical figures had. But... Sometimes the sexuality of certain people is not even set into question. The main argument I've heard, which I don't find really convincing, is that this happens in order to simplify history, uh, so kids can digest it a lot easier. Sometimes this eraser, if you like, is accomplished with a caption in a school book beneath a painting depicting homoerotic love, describing the participants as really close friends. Or, and this is my favorite example, two men who live, fought together, and when the one died, the other went into a bloodthirsty rage, were just cousins. Even though these developments may seem actually depressing from an innovative standpoint, the race is still up. I believe that these mistakes are happening because the people responsible for putting different groups in the spotlight cannot grasp the exact situation. Our solution is a tale as all the time. Cooperation. Writing teams for TV shows, movies, comic books and historical documents should be more inclusive and more diverse. An example is Marvel's newest comic book series called The New Warriors. The comic book has a colorful cast of characters, for sure, but they are based on generic internet stereotypes. The big selling point of the comic, as well as its face, is the characters Snowflake and Safe Space. These characters were supposed to be representation for non-binary people, but their characterization doesn't go any further than that. We believe that the author's intentions were pure, but since he's a straight man, it is difficult to develop non-binary characters. At this point, I want to say what an amazing company you've been to me and how informative everything you said was. Thank you everyone for listening. If you want, you can share this podcast with your friends or leave us a comment on Anchor. Don't forget to leave suggestions for our next topic. Until next time, we were the Ghost Writers sending you love and ectoplasm. Blooper! Say with me now, kids. They were roommates. <laughs> Oh my god, they were roommates! Oh my god, they were roommates!
Έπρεπε. Two bros fucking five feet apart because they're not gay. Because they're not gay. Two feet apart because they're not gay. Two bros, two trojans apart because they're not gay.